Hey everybody, TLC back again for this week's episode. I have been gone for a while. Again, I know I promised I wouldn't do this, but uh, AP testing happened, and that was a bit uh, more crazy than I was expecting. But it, it went well. I mean, we'll see how that um, turned out in June. Uh, pray for me, I guess. But I, honestly, it wasn't that bad. But we're now over that, and... Um, I will be able to do my episodes now again because all of the AP classes I was taking have now turned into basically nothing, which is nice. Anyway, uh, also, happy belated Mother's Day to all the moms out there. The the real moms, not like the dog moms or the plant moms or whatever the heck people call themselves nowadays. Like actual mothers. Mother's Day is for actual mothers. Father's Day is for actual fathers of, like, you know, human people. I mean, the, the whole dog mom thing is, like, a funny, nice trend. I realize that dogs are very good, like, nice animals, and dogs and cats are great and all in it. But it's, like, it's not really a child. Like, there are some people that treat the dog like their child for real and, like, really have this thing. It's like, oh, this is my child. Like, no, the animal is not your child. It's It's a pet. It's funny to say, like, you're a dog mom as a joke, but if you really think that, you're, like, you're not really, um, you, you, you can't really be the mother of a, of an animal. Like, it's not, there are some people that take it to, like, a serious extreme, like, like, putting their dogs in, like, you know, like, like, prep classes and, like, you do to a child and, like, all these things. It's kind of, it's, it's a bit much. It's a little, little bit much. Anyway, um, that is not the point of the episode. The point of today's episode is actually going to be about, as the title implies, fathers and faith. But just give me one moment to pull up today's meme of the day. Uh, It is from the Babylon Bee, and it is all of the differences between abortion and murder. And it's blank. That's the joke. It's just a blank document. <laughs> because there are no differences between abortion and murder. Haha, <laughs> boom. Okay, moving on to the actual video. So, well, not video, the actual podcast. Today, um, we are actually looking at a study from the Leadership Journal. And the study shows that when the father of the family becomes Christian first... of families will follow. That number drops down to 17% of families when the mother goes, and then 3.5% when any of the children go. I feel like they should split brother and sister, but, I mean, you know, they they didn't do that, just to average 3.5%. But obviously, it's a large, large majority. Like, large majority of families that go to Christ after the father does it first. So this brings up a really good point, because lately in America especially, we've seen a lot of anti-Christian sentiment, and churches have become very uh, neutered, basically, to put it a bit rashly. Like, they are not very... uh, We don't see... lots of fire and brimstone type preaching anywhere. I'm not saying that that kind of preaching is always good to have, but it's also kind of pointless if you never have it. Like, there are two extremes, and we are in the, like, super, super soft extreme. Like, 
marshmallow fuzz uh, over a campfire stuffed into a bunny rabbit extremely soft, which is not what we should be doing. Uh, we definitely shouldn't be, you know, like fire and brimstone. Everyone's going to hell. Great awakening style preaching. Though maybe we need that at this point for like a little bit, but like we shouldn't that shouldn't be the norm either. Because that leads to, you know, depression and dissent and, you know, general anger and unrest. And that's also not what God intends. He intends for everyone to be shown mercy and love. But it's not love to just be super, super, like, tolerant of everything everybody does. Tolerance is not love. These are two different things. If you're tolerant of everything somebody does, you don't love them because... Then that implies you'd also be tolerant if they're doing something bad. If somebody wants to jump off a cliff and I stop them, I'm being intolerant of what they'd like to do. I'm stopping them from doing what they'd like to do. That's not tolerance. That's intolerance. But I'm doing it because I love that person and I don't want them to, you know, fall to their death. So that's a, that's a, a kind of funny example. But this kind of thing is something that lots of churches nowadays really aren't imbuing. Instead, they're letting the person jump off the cliff, which is really, really bad. Like, we've seen that, I think the number is, it's over, it's well over 60%. I'm going to say around 75%, but I'm going to, I'm going to get the number again later, but around 75% of women who are in church have abortions that doesn't make any sense why are they having abortions they they shouldn't be having abortions because the church should be preaching against abortion and they should feel you know that their church community will accept and support them but no they feel as if they'll be ostracized for having a child outside of marriage and you know those darn christians will come down on them with their gospels thou shall not have sex outside of marriage you heathen harlot die in hell like that's but people feel like that's what they're going to be received as they don't feel that they're going to be received with god's love and mercy so obviously the super soft solution isn't even working to make people feel happy it's just making people feel bored and annoyed which makes sense because it's just like God loves you over and over again in 5,000 different ways. Okay, let's open the Jesus coloring book now. This isn't preaching. This isn't church. Like, that's not how it's supposed to be. Maybe Sunday school for, you know, five-year-old children should be like that. But you'd think adults and older kids can take, you know, some kind of harsher teachings and preaching and, you know, anything that has to do with justice at all, maybe like, you know, something like that. But we, we just don't see that anymore. And it's largely because churches have stopped focusing on men and stopped focusing on fathers. And that is causing a big problem. As you can see, fathers seem to bring in the most amount of people to the faith. Clearly from that study and from other studies that have been done. So why are churches not focusing on them? I don't know. If I knew, I would tell you and then tell them to stop doing that thing. But we've seen that churches have, of all kinds, this isn't like an attack against any specific denomination of Christian. Just all Christian churches have become incredibly, incredibly weak and docile. And that's 
a side effect of basically ignoring men in your teachings and preaching. Like, you, there's a lot of pro-woman preaching going around, which is not a bad thing. There should also be a lot of pro-men preaching and pro-like masculinity preaching going around. There's just, most of the preaching is pro-woman and pro-femininity things, like, you know, like, a lot of feeling and love and caring things, which are good, but we also need, you know, things about fighting and protecting and strength and justice and all these other good virtues to balance out those virtues. All of the masculine virtues are also needed to balance out the feminine virtues. If you don't have that, then we're going to end up like how we are now, where we're very docile and weak and pushovers. And obviously, if it was the other way around, it was only the masculine virtues and no feminine virtues, we would end up being very harsh and, you know, overly critical, likely, and possibly violent, as we've seen in, you know, the ancient church. Even when I say ancient, I mean, like, like 100 AD. I'm talking, like, 1517 Protestant uh, Reformation church was pretty largely focused, especially in Germany, on... um, you know, fire and brimstone, everyone's going to hell type teachings, which is why you get people like Luther, people like Calvin, uh, Martin, that's Martin Luther and John Calvin, that is not Martin Luther King, Martin Luther, the Protestant man, who create these doctrines about, you know, people being inherently evil because that was what the idea was back then. And this isn't, you see, the issue here is that that drives people away but this just makes people weak and docile so there needs to be a balance between the masculine virtues and the feminine virtues that the church is trying to imbue here like why are churches not rallying to stop things like porn in schools like 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 seriously what the heck we had to wait for the muslims to do something about that and i have nothing against muslims But, like, you'd think that the Christians who are more prevalent would be doing something about that since, you know, porn is very against Christianity and, you know, sexual exploitation of children is very against Christianity. Jesus is very explicit to say that for anyone who hurts a child, and I quote, it would be better if they tied a millstone around their neck and jumped into the sea. A millstone is like a very big rock for you, for anyone who doesn't know about those kinds of things. Uh, it's basically this gigantic stone that was used to, you know, mill grain. But yeah, it basically just Jesus basically just said, if you hurt a kid, go. You, it's better if you just offed yourself because it, you're going to hell if you don't repent of that. I mean, obviously Jesus is not telling people to actually commit suicide. He's just saying that a painful, slow death is better than what awaits you in hell if you exploit a child in some way or harm a child in some way. So, why are Christians doing nothing? I don't know. Christians are not doing anything. I'm not saying all Christians, but, like, there has not been a general Christian movement to stop this. There has been a large Muslim movement to stop this, which is good, And, for example, Muslims have taken on school boards and stopped this madness in a lot of places. But why have Christians not done that? That's because Christianity has become incredibly weak and docile as a religion. 
Christians need to continue or begin and then continue preaching about the importance of fatherhood and fatherly virtues and masculine virtues. As we can see, the lack of fathers has basically destroyed society since, you know, fatherless children are more likely to become violent criminals, more likely to drop out of school, more likely to end up in gangs, which I guess goes hand in hand with being violent criminals, more likely to end up in jail, more likely to, um, you know, like, drop out of other school, like, lower-level schools, more likely to just be generally not doing well in school, and, you know, more likely to have depression and other kinds of issues. So, fatherlessness has not helped kids at all. So, I think that we definitely need to focus on the importance of fatherhood and being a father, especially in a religion where one of the main prayers is called Our Father. <laughs> but, like, I mean, even besides that, literally, God brings himself and shows himself as a father. Like, he chose to... Um, portray himself to us in that way on purpose fatherhood is important i'm not saying fatherhood is more important than motherhood but fatherhood is still important there's a reason god decided to show himself in that way fathers really need to be the head of the family and i know everyone's like oh no you can't have the wives to me the husbands that's misogynistic and sexist and patriarchal and all this yada 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 and no i'm not saying that every woman needs to stay at home in the kitchen locked down to the house with an iron chain nobody's saying that i mean nobody like i don't think any mainstream conservative person is saying that there may be some like fringe weirdo saying that but nobody this is not a christian belief the Christian belief is that if a husband does the job of protecting and providing for his family, then his wife should submit to him out of respect, just as his children should. But this is, and everyone acts like this view is so, like, ridiculous and controversial, but it's, it's really not. Like, everybody holds this view deep down because if somebody is providing for you, then you will obviously trust them and, you know, give up some of your autonomy and authority to them because you know they will protect you. That's literally how society works, which is why having men and fathers as the head of the household works well because men are better suited for that purpose. So, yeah, I really don't think it's controversial to just say something that everybody is really thinking, though that is kind of controversial sometimes nowadays. My point being, fathers are an important part of society, an important part of faith, and an important part of just every aspect of our lives, yet they seem to be slighted very often. I mean, in a world where mothers also get slighted very often, it's not that surprising. Like, I think mean, the families are just getting slighted in general. The nuclear family is, like, a concept that is now considered Nazism to some people. Which is just really weird. But that entire nuclear family thing can be an entirely different video because there's a lot I can go into there. But back to the idea of the importance of fathers specifically, another important thing about fathers is that a father and, you know, a male masculine leader gives off the thing, uh, thing of strength and the idea of defending the community which is something that the church has solely been lacking. <laughs> like, very sorely been lacking. <laughs> I gave you the example of 
um, I gave you the example of abortion in the beginning, actually, where the woman is afraid that she'll be mocked if she ends, if people end up find out that she's pregnant um, out of wedlock. I gave you the example of the uh, kids with, you know, porn in the public schools and weird, creepy books about things that children should not be reading about in schools. And, you know, nobody's stepping up. And why is this? Churches have basically, as I said before, been neutered. They're just acting very docile and non-protective over their people. This is not what's supposed to be happening. Even mothers are being more protective than lots of fathers are. I'm not saying no fathers are doing it. There are lots of fathers and lots of men that are really stepping up and really crushing it out there, man. Like, it's amazing to see. But, like, we don't see the church as a community doing this. Like, this, is, this isn't a thing I've seen anywhere, really. Especially in consideration to all the things that schools are doing to kids and in consideration to abortion. Like, they are just sitting back and watching as these people are either, you know, poisoned with this, this stuff in case of the school uh, kids being shown uh, disturbing sexual imagery or, you know, just straight up killed in abortions. So, again, the church needs to show some kind of protective masculine energy and encourage men to do the same or else it's going to end really badly. Like, more badly than it is now. This isn't going well. It's, it's going to go It's gonna go really, really off the rails. It's off the rails already. But it's going to get much worse if we don't do anything. You've seen how when people do do something, when people really step up, in the case of the Muslims, in the case of the few men and women who have started standing up already against these things, how we actually do make some advances. Like, the people who have come to school board meetings and stood up and done things, we've made some success and progress there. When people re-vote in new, um, what are called, school board members, we're seeing more school board members who, you know, aren't crazy pedophile psychos that want to feed porn to children. They're actually normal people who don't want to feed porn to children. We've seen that when people stand up against abortion, a row got overturned. And, I mean, even though there's still abortion going on and the abortion pill is still a big problem, it's we're getting farther and we're get, making gains. It's not like all this effort has been for nothing. So we just need to continue standing against these things, and it's going to be really helpful if churches decide to preach about and support men. And support fathers. We need fathers. We need strong men. And we can't just expect men, after years of being put down and called inherently evil and toxic and all of this bullcrap, that they're just going to pop up magically and be, when we need them be like, oh, well, here we are, the strong men of society. No, that's not how it works. Society needs to nurture the men as well for them to grow up to be strong. They need to nurture boys, nurture teen boys, like just like we do with girls, how we empower girls and do these things for girls. We need to do the same things for boys and do the same things for men that we do for women. I'm not the exact same things, obviously, but we need to give them the same amount of support so that they can also grow up to be strong and grow into strong men and women or strong men in the case of boys because boys can only grow into men. And then we'll have... 
what we need. We'll have the strong man that we need to, you know, keep pushing our to pushing society forward and defending the innocent, defending the people against these kinds of really aggressive and disturbing ideologies that are not anything near what God intended. But we can't have that or we can't expect men to do that if we're going to not give them any support whatsoever. So we've seen what happens when we give men support when we have strong men leading. And we've seen how successful that can be. So let's keep doing that and let's support men more. Not more than women. The same amount, but let's because we're still currently supporting them less, far less than we do with women. So let's support men more. Let's so that they get the men and women get the same amount of support, so that we can have functioning men and women who are completing their roles in society and doing them well, and raising more good generations of people to continue doing what is good in the world and continue protecting children, raising children, fighting for the children. Defending the children and all of these things that we know God wants us to do. If we don't focus on men, like we have not been focusing before, since we've been focusing solely on women. If we don't shift the focus to include men and women, we're going to be in a very big problem. This has been, this was one of those slightly shorter episode, but we are just getting back and this topic, I mean... They're honest as much as there is, you know, a lot to say about it. The the main point is we need to focus on supporting men just as much as we support women. Society cannot function without men and women who are strong. That is the point. That's why there are men and women. We need both of them. We need each men and women need each other. Men need strong women, women need strong men. That's how society works. There's a reason it's like this. If you don't like it, then that's just too bad, I guess. Anyway, uh, I'll see you guys next week. This was TLC Thursday, I guess. So I will try to actually do it on Tuesday for tomorrow. Not tomorrow. For next week's episode. I will see you guys then. Adios and God bless. TLC out.